Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I, hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, Everything School HQ. It's College Basketball Today here on this edition of the program after a little over a month away. Will Warren is here. He's got a hat for the first time I've ever seen Will with a hat on this program, I think. I've definitely worn a hat on here before, but I just got a haircut. Uh, My opinion on haircuts, which I love, they're therapy to me, um, is... You don't really look good with one until about seven days after, because it's like it, 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 you gotta you gotta ride out like the starting period right post haircut where it's super short, mm. and then after about a week or so it gets back to like what you consider a normal length. Feels pretty normal everywhere. Like your hair is not all jagged. So mm. bad news. That doesn't yeah. apply when you're losing your hair. Will that's and the true. seven well, day I'm mark is gray, actually the worst so, part. I mean, I'm I'm in the first process of losing it. I'm going gray. So that's not the hold on. That's not us bald people take offense to this whole. I'm in the first part because <laughs> I'm losing it by going gray first. You just might have gray hair forever. What do you mean? I would be okay with that. I would. Yeah, I would, you look good I'm with gray okay hair. With yeah, unbelievable. Well, Warren, uh, good to see you as always, my friend. And uh, I think you're responsible specifically. Will Warren, that's why Will is statswillsubsectcom uh, subscribe today if you're not already. It's the best time to do so. Uh, many are saying that it's better than uh, any holiday present that you might get yeah, uh, um, the weekend. It's it's better than water, mm-hmm. uh, which is a natural resource. Better than air, some are yes. saying. Um, definitely better than the movie Air, which I didn't really like. So never saw it. Yeah, it's it's like the perfect airplane movie, mm. where it's like if you're on a flight for two hours, mm. you're like, okay, well, I might as well watch it. Okay. There you go. Uh, and that concludes... it's it's up there with uh, X Men Two, which was the which was always the I went on like for whatever reason three planes in a row where that mm. was like. Do you remember when they used to like make everybody watch the same movie on the overhead? I don't know if I was ever on a plane really. To, I didn't. I haven't flown much in my life. I, I've oh, probably okay. flown less than twenty times total. 
I've definitely flown more than 20 times, but they used yeah. to have like a little overhead monitor. Everybody mm. would watch the same movie. And for like three flights in a row, it was X-Men 2 from like mm. 2004 or whatever that was. I don't think I've ever seen an X-Men movie. Um, first one's good. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, yeah, I just, I don't think I have. Um, well, don't forget, folks, uh, Will and I do this every Thursday on this program during the during the year, uh, unless there are things that uh, mitigating factors, but generally speaking, we try to do this every single Thursday on uh, this very program. Uh, you can watch this episode right now, and if you're watching this on YouTube, thanks for checking out the program, youtube.com slash podcast, like, and subscribe. Helps other people find the show and all that good stuff, along with leaving this show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That is indeed how you are listening. New episodes every single day here on the Chase Holmes Podcast player feed, wherever you get your podcast. You can also email us with any of your college basketball questions for Will and I on a future mailbag. You can do so at Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Will, I think you, specifically you, Will Warren, is responsible for Clemson being good this year. Congratulations. Yeah, well, I finally have forced Brad Brownell off the hot seat for mm-hmm. like the first time in 10 years because that man lives on it. Yes. He, he loves to be just good enough to not get fired, but just not good enough to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's he, he. The status that nobody ever wants to be in is like his comfort zone. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, they're good. They're, uh, some people are like saying they're a top 10 team. I don't agree. Their resume's top 10, sure. I mean, they've had a really great non-conference slate. I mean, when your only loss is a two-point loss to a Memphis team that pretty much everyone agrees is like one of the 20 or so best teams, not a bad non-conference run for you whatsoever. Um, the surprise, I think we all knew P.J. Hall would be good. He looks like a legitimate first-team All-American. Uh, definitely says something that his closest stats comparison per Torvik is uh, player of the year uh, edition Luca Garza. So, I mean, he's having quite the year, but uh, I thought their defense would be terrible because it was last year and they returned most of the same pieces. And generally when you do that, like the the defense doesn't really take a big leap. It's just you are what you are. You Mm -hmm. might be more efficient on offense and they've been about the same, but the defense has really uh, leveled up. Uh, Rim protection has been awesome. Hall has really stepped it up on the defensive end. And he's still got some fouling issues. He commits almost five per 40 minutes, which isn't great, but... Uh, he's done a really good job of just staying on the court um, in general this year. If he can stay out of foul trouble a little bit more, this is going to be a dangerous team in March. I can't shake the feeling that they're going to play because I, I think, you know, like barring an implosion, they're going to be a four seed at worst hmm. uh, just because they build up such a good resume and the ACC is not very good that like if they go 14 and six or better, they're going to be a four seed at worst They're I mean, they've going to they're going to have a good resume. But it's hard for me to shake the thought of like them playing a five seed, Hall getting two fouls in the first five minutes, and then what do you do? Because they're like they're not a bad team when he's off the court, but they're clearly not the same. It's not as good of a group. Uh, Joe Girard has really held up strong. Um, Ian Shefflin, who is the backup center and uh, also power forward, has done quite well, especially in the boards. He is a monster rebounder. Um, but it really does revolve around Hall for me. So they're going to go as far as he can go, which is to say, I like them as a top 25 team. I don't know that I like them as like a dark horse final four contender like I've been seeing, unless it is a deal where Hall is like not going to get in foul trouble and is going to play 35 plus minutes in every NCAA tournament game. Do you, 
What would be would this be? So when was the last? Like, what's the history here? If they finish the top four seed, like what? What's the most recent comp to any Clemson team for uh, in the past to where where they are right now? Well, they made the Sweet Sixteen in uh, twenty eighteen. But Those they weren't a four. They, what were what seed were they? They were a five. So okay. this that team was about equivalent to this. They were worse on offense, but better on defense. But hmm. the uh, really the closest comparison to this one. You got to go back to when Rick Barnes was the head coach hmm. in the late nineties. Um, very good offense, uh, questionable but workable defense built around a couple of key stars. Uh, those teams, you know, three, four, five, six seeds. That's kind of their range for me. I wouldn't be surprised if they take not a nose dive, but maybe a hair, like a small step back where they don't win as many close games. They, you know, I mean, they do have like some tough games in the ACC. You still got to go at Duke, at UNC. And then there's some other tricky pieces like, you know, at Virginia Tech's not an easy task. At Wake isn't easy. Even at Syracuse is not going to be a walkover. So mm. they're going to lose a few games here and there. But again, when you've built up the resume they have where you've got, you know, wins over Alabama on the road, Pitt on the road, uh, I guess Pitt's a conference opponent, whatever. But, you know, TCU in a neutral. You only lost by two at Memphis. That's not a bad result whatsoever. Um I mean, they're really going to have to blow it to not get a four seed. So uh, I, I like what they've done a lot. And it's a good story, too. It's just nice to have somebody other than Duke, UNC, or Virginia, or I guess Miami, get some headlines in the ACC. Absolutely. Um, bad headlines, though, in the ACC, uh, Will Warren. Uh, the Kenny Payne era in louisville where it was great to be online last week rare time to be <laughs> online during a player x watch um being whether or not he was forced into the portal whether or not he was attending the game as a fan um where he was going to be a certain player and then just real insane stuff that you would never guess or never suspect to see uh in a power five power six uh type environment and it's a it's a mess. Um, well, Louisville, still quite bad. Well, and so I do have a media complaint here, actually. So we've had a bit of a rush of um, mostly post the, his name is Coran Davis, right? Coran mm-hmm. Davis. I'm yes. like, I don't watch Louisville games because I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to. Now, I will watch when they play Kentucky, of course, because that's funny. Mm-hmm. But the uh, there's like this rush of like after that and after the Tyler Johnson thing where he didn't have the tights which i wish you didn't have to pay to use like the the trump ai voice things Mm -hmm. because i would love to run the kenny Payne quote about tyler johnson's tights through that and just see how it comes out i think it'd be very good Mm -hmm. that's a request for somebody who uh, pays money for that but there you go um there's been like a rush of people like kenny payne's gotta go he's an embarrassment it's like that's that's right that's true uh one where was this in November of last year when he sucked then and they were 0 and 10 to don't fire him now. He's producing content and he's very funny. We don't have a funnier head coach in the game right now. Mm-hmm. If you think, I mean, like whether it's intentional humor or not, like I don't think anybody is, there's not a personality like it. He's very, no. very funny. It seems very honest. But it's also mm-hmm. like the situation is bad. Just, honest, though. It's bad. Honest. Where you're you like, you gotta have a filter, and the guy just doesn't. Like he's no. He's just like we didn't have the tights, folks. And I'm <laughs> like, uh, thank you. I, I love that you told me this. I hate it for Louisville fans, but I love it for me. It's tremendous content, but I feel bad for our country. 
Yes. Uh, Will Warren. <laughs> it's so weird, though, because, like, I mean, when you look at the talent, you look at their play style, like, what makes Louisville just so bad? And what is there any gleam of hope based on the numbers and based on what you've seen? Uh, there's no hope. And the... <laughs> I, I did feel bad for Mike Rutherford, who I like quite a lot, mm-hmm. having to write that article about rock bottom and then immediately coming out after and be like, well, rock bottom doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really think there's like hope in this specific roster. They get to the line a good bit, which is nice, but uh, nothing they do offensively stands out in a positive way. Mm-hmm. They're mostly just kind of waiting around and seeing like, okay, Sky Clark, let's see what you can do. Or they did have like, the first good game from Brandon Huntley Hatfield in a Louisville uniform the other day, which was nice, mm-hmm. but they, it, it's weird where like they've got pieces, but none of them really seem to fit together or want to fit together. And you read these quotes from coaches or like sources around the program or whatnot. And they're like, the practice I went to was just like the driest and worst practice I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to be doing anything constructive. It's just like, they're still learning the basic fundamentals and it's like, how are you doing that when you're the Louisville head coach? Mm. I mean, they have the talent. Like, if you just tossed in, I mean, like, literally any average D1 head coach, we'll just say, like, a guy at, I'm thinking, like, the guy at Charlotte. For, I'm just pulling a team out of thin air. Mm. They're not going to be 200th in Ken Palm. They're yeah. just not. They're going to be a little more well put together. They're not going to have their coach coming out saying they have the wrong tights or that they may or may not be in the program or they may or may not have been in the stands. It's just mm-hmm. like these very basic things. And you know, like people will do the whole coach big thing. But like it's a different world when you slide three feet over from the assistant chair. And it is like, mm-hmm. you're responsible for so much more, but you're not responsible. If, it, if you're responsible for so much more, you got to delegate. Like this is basic management skills that he doesn't seem to have. Mm-hmm. And they, whatever he's delegating to the assistants, it doesn't seem like it's getting through to the players. So it's it's a catastrophic failure from top to bottom. And I know like they don't really want to make a move in season, but you kind of have to at this point to not just for the players, but for the fans, because you tune into these games, there's nobody there. That trickles in out that trickles down outside of the building to where like I don't know if you've been to the Yum Center in Louisville, mm-hmm. but they have like a line of bars and restaurants right outside on the street. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brendan Quinn ran an article today at The Athletic about how, like, they're having their worst months ever, like, business-wise, because no one's going to Louisville games. Louisville mm-hmm. women's basketball has a higher average game-by-game attendance in terms of actual attendees than the men's team does right now, mm-hmm. which is good because the women's program is good. But that kind of goes to show you where it's at, where, like, it was just three, four years ago where that house was packed for literally number one Louisville under Chris Mack. Mm. and so i think you get if you fire him like we'll just say in a week or whatever just Mm. pick a day out of thin air that doesn't fix anything really it just kind of like you're you're shoving the mess on somebody else yeah but that at least takes away the giant orb of sadness surrounding your program to where it's like okay we don't have kenny here anymore we can start thinking about the future and now when we're going to the games we're not supporting kenny we're supporting the players on the roster yeah. And that does meaningfully change the equation a little bit for if you want to go to a game. The biggest first month surprises for you or surprise uh, for this college basketball season, Will Warren, is what? Three positives and three negatives, and we'll run through them quick. Um, the positive ones, too, are 
pretty well on the radar and one isn't. Uh, Indiana State and BYU are obvious ones. I think mm-hmm. Indiana State looks freaking awesome. Uh, their coach, Josh Schertz, was formerly at Lincoln Memorial, a Tennessee school. Mm-hmm. Uh, runs the exact same system. It's like a if you find yourself a little puzzled by watching Alabama's like one, it's 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 as efficient as that, but like Alabama's more one on one, whereas this is more like off ball movement mm-hmm. and uh, less like maybe less NBA style, but more like optimized for the college game. That rim and three system. Indiana State is your team to watch. Lovely basketball team. BYU is just fun as hell. Like they play super fast. It's all in transition. Um, if you don't get back in transition, they're going to knock down threes on you. I don't know that they're a top five team, but they're quite good. And then Princeton has kind of flown under the radar here a little bit, as has the whole Ivy League, which looks really good this year. Um, Negatives, I'm going to skip over these really quick because they're all kind of sad in their own way. Uh, We're going to get to Vanderbilt later. They're going to deserve their own section. But Maryland has been a really crushing disappointment for me. Mm -hmm. uh, Hakeem Hart tied more of that team together than I thought. And they, like the freshmen have not come along. That is a real mess. They are awful, awful to watch offensively, shooting 27% from three. And then uh, UCLA, quietly very bad, five and five. Uh, very young team, very inexperienced. So I'm not shocked by that. But Didn't this they lose is five someone f- really bad yesterday or two days ago. They lost to Cal State Northridge, who's not yeah. good. Um, and it's not to say, like, I mean, four of their losses are quite defensible. So they've lost to Marquette, Gonzaga, Nova, and Ohio State all the way from home. None of those are bad losses in a vacuum. But mm. these are their wins. St. Francis, Lafayette, LIU, D2 Chaminade, and UC Riverside. No team inside the Ken Palm Top 250. So it, it feels like it's going to be a really long year for those guys. And they just don't have anything going for them offensively. But no shooters. It's all just like pounding the paint and hoping they can hit post-ups. And it's a brutal watch. Tough. Yeah. Mm. Um, Vols best five. Speaking of tough, after uh, we're taping this before the Vols play tonight uh, against Tarleton State, um, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun watching uh, what the Vols are going to do. Rick Barnes might get mad again uh, in the second half. We'll see what uh, Tennessee looks like uh, for the full full game here probably a lot of young guys that we'll get to see again but mm-hmm. um will i've been wondering back and forth on this and uh, let me just in the interest of full disclosure jemai mayshak's one of your five best players i don't think you can run away from this i think he is awesome i love jemai he's just he does everything i want he makes winning plays he's someone i want on the floor in crunch time he uh knows his role like he's not gonna take crazy shots he's not How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Not going to uh, do anything to really hurt the team in any kind of crazy way in the half court. Um, I trust him at the line uh, in critical moments. I trust him obviously pressing and everything else and guarding the opposing team's best player. I just don't know where he fits, and maybe it's just night to night. It depends, and Barnes has already been pretty flexible on that front of what he'll close with. I mean, Dalton Connect having a tough game, and it's like I'm still just not going to throw him out there if he's just doesn't have it. So I think Barnes is very fluid there, which is good. But I don't know. I don't know who the best five for the Vols is to this point in the year. Do you? So I think it's it kind of is just like the starting five. I think is their best five at the moment. Mm. Where it's a Ziggler, Vescovy, Triple J, Connect, Adu, roll, flip, Triple J, Connect, but you get the picture. Mm. Um, the main, the two through five there, I actually think should be in pretty much every closing lineup, mm. uh, barring them like having a real stinker or something or like being hurt. Triple J, Adu, Vescovy, Connect, all should be in like a closing five, mm. which kind of leaves like obviously Ziggler played quite well against NC State, easily his best game of the season. Probably his best since the Mississippi State game last winter when he, I think he scored 27, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, but that was his literal first good game of the year. Uh, yep. And obviously he's coming back from injury, so he got some grace there. And maybe that's one where he flips the switch. But at the same time, maybe it isn't. So I think there's going to be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say four pretty consistent pieces, maybe three with Adu being the swing piece if he's in foul trouble. Um where it's like Triple J, Vescovy, and Connect are going to be in pretty much every best five you have. Because it's like, even if Vescovy's not hitting threes, he's amazing defensively just because of his motor. Connect can go and get a bucket. Triple J has been the best all-around player this season. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a real question. Um, and then it's like, okay, if you want to go small, maybe you play Meshack and Ziggler. If you want to go double big. You can play Adu and Iwaka together. Not my favorite, but they've done it and gotten away with it against certain teams. Meshack is an option. Ziggler is an option. So I think today it's going to just depend. It really kind of the question rotates to me around like, has Jordan Ganey made a three in this game or not? Because his playability to me is pretty much entirely dependent on that. His defense is fine. I don't think he's been bad on that end. He doesn't, and I like that he never seems to get down on himself. He's never really frustrated or upset that he misses a shot. He just is like, okay, I'll take another one. It's fine. He's got a um, very Nick Young quality to him. See, I was the the negative spin of this is like he's got a very Victor Bailey quality to him, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, but no. Um, he's mostly held up all right as a defender, and the encouraging thing to me is that when he's not hitting shots, he's been really good at just being like, okay, I'm gonna go attack the rim and see what mm-hmm. happens, and that's good. Like. 
Tennessee's had guys like that in the past, Tyreek Key, mm-hmm. who like when they weren't hitting shots, they really had no value anyway. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, Ganey still provides some amount of it, but he's got a he's got to not go twenty three percent from three in a five game stretch when it matters, mm. which is where he's been at in the last five. He's five for twenty two. So I, I don't know. I think my official answer as of now is the main starting lineup. I just the Ganey stuff, and I don't know. It's just going to get awkward. I mean, the coach aspect to it is going to get awkward if this gets dicey and hit, the shooting doesn't improve. Um, I mean, maybe. My but thing, he's, like, Justin's been pretty okay with criticizing his own kid. It's one thing to do it, but it's like, does he? Do you have to sit him? Does he have to go to the the end of the bench? Because here's my thing: DeLeon has to play, and Barnes has to get okay with DeLeon going through the lumps. Like, I think he is just. You need guys, especially when Connect has those off nights that he's going to have. You need guys who can do stuff off the dribble. You need guys who or have that upside to create. You like what you have with Kennedy Chandler, where Kennedy Chandler was a nice balance to this team, and I think there's a reason that that team just felt a lot more smooth offensively. It's just he made life a lot easier for everybody around him, and you also just trusted him with the ball in his hands late. You trusted him to uh, create and do stuff like I. I loved Kennedy Chandler's game and what he brought to Tennessee. And Takai, uh, <laughs> it's been rough up until the NC State game with his return. We'll see. I just, you just have to force feed DeLeon. I, I just, I think he has the most upside outside of all the young guys in terms of what they can be as an individual creator. And you just got to deal with the lumps. I hope he gets a lot of run here. But I'm like, when do you make that call of like, all right, Ganey's out of the rotation and we're going to give Dilly on those minutes because I just I don't know where else they come from uh, between those two. Well, I, I don't disagree, but at the same time, Dillion has been easily, easily the worst defender on the team. Yeah, but you got to live with that. He's he is still going to be pretty good defensively. Yeah. But see, I feel this the way you do about Dillion. I feel about Cameron Carr. I would mm. give Carr some more minutes, let him figure it out because again, they don't build six foot six guys with a seven foot two wingspan in the lab every day. Yeah. Um, that is quite literally a piece very few other programs in the nation have. So mm. uh, the shooting is what it is. It's like he's fine at it, but he's got unlocked potential as a driver. He's held up all right defensively, better than any of the other freshmen, I would say. I think he's been the best defender when he's been on the court. Mm. I wouldn't be offended if they gave Estrella a little run here, too, of the freshmen. Uh, I will say I'm not a believer in Cade Phillips at all, but... Um, I just, I'm, t- I'm out on anybody who can't shoot at this point. If you can't shoot a basketball, like, you know, I mean, we already have Toby Iwaka. I don't think I need a second Toby Iwaka. Ooh. And you don't have Toby Iwaka. Toby Iwaka is just instincts and, uh, bruisability yeah. and all that. Yeah. Stuff. He's, he's a much better Cade Phillips. Yeah. Oof. Um, Duke, will they be fine? Ultimately, Will Warren, why or why not? Yeah. I mean, I'm still buying them as... I think they're the co-best team of maybe a little hair under at the moment in the ACC alongside UNC. Mm. Um, I think UNC might have edged ahead uh, just because RJ Davis looks like the best player in the ACC right now. Mm. Uh, But I I will admit I'm kind of waiting to evaluate them until Proctor comes back from injury Mm. because he's been in and out of the lineup. They sat him the last two games. Uh, Doesn't seems a little unclear when he's going to come back. He got massively overhyped heading into the season. I know, I don't know if you saw the stuff about where he was like a first team All American. I was like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! He might not have been like a top two player on last year's Duke team. I think a lot of it's just the 
his pedigree coming into the his pedigree and i think people get bored and they're just like well i don't want to like say stuff about phil pasco all the time so Mm. let's pick a different guy um but it's a good sign that they added a big neutral site win over baylor without him Mm. um uh, i would really like to see i think the the key to them figuring this out because they are better offensively than they are defensively but i think like when i watch their games actually feel the reverse i feel like they're a little ahead of on defense the offensive hmm. function kind of seems to be more of like they're, you know, like Filipowski's bailing them out or Mark Mitchell's getting a huge offensive rebound. Like it doesn't seem as functional as it looks statistically to me. Mm. And defensively, I think they've actually held up quite fine. They do a really good job of slowing teams down and forcing them to use the whole shot clock. Um, I would like to see them push the pace more in transition off of rebounds. Mm-hmm. Much like last year, I thought they were worse the slower the game was. Um Hmm. They need more like they don't need to play like a true Roy Williams style UNC team, but something of that ilk would help them where they play more up and down games to emphasize the talent advantage they've got. Because right now, you know, they they haven't really like had a bad loss. Like, I don't think losing to Georgia Tech is as bad as everybody says it is mm-hmm. like, OK, I mean, yeah, they lost, but they also had a pretty catastrophic shooting day out of nowhere. That happens in college basketball. It's college basketball. I mean, like, no one's going to be offended if you lose to Arizona or Arkansas on the road. Mm. Who cares? But the uh, they got a favorable schedule coming up. They really could rattle off, like, nine wins in a row coming up here because the toughest opponent is Clemson, and they're at home. I mean, they could go undefeated in January, and then we're talking about, like, top seven Duke or whatever. So yeah. I, I don't feel the worry with them yet. Um, but, again, they need to push the pace a little more. I want to see the guards get out in transition a bit more, maybe like having Filipowski limit set a little, little bit, but Filipowski is mm. not a bad rim runner and he's yeah. played like an all American this year. So um, it could help him even get to the line more if they push the pace. We shall see Will Warren Uh final thing here. And we'll save some stuff for, for next week's show, sir. Um, I thought you would uh, enjoy this most fraudulent team that you've seen other people get really in on like a lot that you're like mm, frauds they're not as good it's <laughs> it's it's not real it is a mirage who is that for you two ways of answering this because i think there's fraudulent in that you're not top 25 and there's fraudulent in that you're not a title contender hmm. um easily most fraudulent top 25 team is all this i'm sick of hearing about these guys Ooh. um they have fallen actually from their preseason ken palm projection mm-hmm. like they open up the season 82nd they're currently 85th and they're undefeated Hmm. what does that say about you to me it says you're not good uh because uh, i want to remind you of a little team that did this exact same thing last year Mm. uh you remember uh, a team that went 12 and 1 in non-conference play and then 3 and 15 in the sec that was lsu who did this exact same thing under a year one head coach last year Hmm. now i don't think Ole Miss is quite in the same dire roster position, mm. but like they don't rebound well at all. They're getting demolished on the boards. They don't really create easy buckets. They're enjoying a very healthy, positive three point percentage distribution. They are plus 11% on threes right now mm. uh, with a roster that doesn't really have many good shooters on it. So I don't think that's going to hold. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you know, 11 and 0 is 11 and 0 probably going to be undefeated when they play Tennessee. It's going to be really funny when it's undefeated Ole Miss, like, I mean, at that point, like 21st or whatever in the polls, and they're like a 15-point road underdog. 
I mean, that's incoming. So, yeah. But a uh, team that people are claiming as a title contender, and I don't really buy, I don't like doing this because I know the risk of saying this out loud, but I think it might be Kansas. Um, huh. Because not that they are bad, not by any means, because Dickinson has played very well, McCullers played really well, but like Nick Timberlake has been god awful. Mm. I mean, he's got an 84 offensive rating right now. Dewan Harris, uh, a lot of people like him. I get it. But a sky-high turnover rate and a really low offensive rating on the whole doesn't really do it for me. Their offense as a whole is just kind of janky. Like, they they don't rebound well. They have a negative turnover margin. They've been bailed out big time by some outlier three-point shooting by Dickinson. He's at 56% from three on the year. Mm. Like, I mean, I, I got a bridge in Arizona to sell you if you think that's going to hold for a season. Mm. But, like, they have the biggest gap between public perception and actual numbers to me. And I do think genuinely watch, if you watch them play, they have a bit of, I don't know how else to put this, but like NBA day one title contender syndrome hmm. where like, they know they can just flip the switch with like six minutes left. And they're, it, I watched this happening against Indiana. They played like garbage for 32 minutes. They're like, they looked up at the scoreboard and they're like, all right guys, let's play. And then it was all at Kansas from there. And so maybe come March, they'll be fine in that regard. And it's just like, okay, now they know they can turn it on. Mm-hmm. But right now, they're not very convincing to me because you look at this list of games they've played and yeah, I mean, they've got some impressive wins, UConn, UT, Kentucky. That's some really unimpressive performances too. Like they had to come back from 15 down against Kentucky, got blown out by Marquette, really struggled against an Indiana team that I don't think anybody's buying right now really struggled against Mizzou, really struggled against Eastern Illinois. I mean, mm. they're want to, and they're, you know, give an F kind of just like really waxes and wanes depending on the game. And again, maybe come March, it's fine, but I feel like the, I, this is a really good big 12. Mm. That's going to get them in trouble uh, against some teams that they really shouldn't be in trouble against. I like it. Uh, Will Warren, what can the good folks check out from you over at statsbywill.substack.com today? Well, uh, we're taking a little vacation for the Christmas season. One of your questions on here did actually prompt me to maybe write a piece in the meantime. There you uh, go. The podcast just pushes you to uh, paces. It's it's just kind of thinking through stuff. There you go. I like that. Uh, Because uh, I am fascinated by Vanderbilt because it's like shocking badness like mm. I, I didn't think they were going to be very good in there i thought they'd be another like i call you call them the wednesday teams like the mm. the 11 through 14th seeded sec teams that play on wednesday in nashville i thought they'd just be in a, a wednesday team again but i didn't think they'd be as, like louisville bad so mm. um that could be something i explore but lots of good pieces uh wrote about the alabama arizona game this week uh weekly watch list I wrote about uh, Houston's defense, including a specific piece of it that makes it hum the way it does. So lots of good stuff there. Running a deal during the holidays, 15 a year, just $15. Um, I think that's what movie tickets go for this year. Movies kind of suck now. So instead whoa, of like, whoa, you want to see whoa, uh, There's some good movies there. there there's like two good... a year. There's a, You get like two good movies <laughs> a year now. There's, there's no place for a men in black anymore. None in this economy. Mm. I'm shaking my finger like an old man. Um, they, they don't have good original blockbusters anymore. It's just mm. uh, superhero crap. 
that's, uh, that's another podcast. But anyway, um, no, lots of good stuff with the Substack. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff coming. Feed me your ideas. I'll answer questions on the Twit. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, see, I think I might just have to write about Vanderbilt. Many what are saying he wouldn't do it, but oh boy, he might. There he goes. Will Warren, always a pleasure. Happy holidays, my friend, and I'll talk to you very soon. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.